Hey guys, this is Kellen from Wizard Tricks, and this is The Order Podcast. I hope you guys are going to enjoy this episode. I'm really excited about this one. We have some really cool topics today, and I'm going to let the cast today introduce themselves, and then we'll get going. Hey guys, I'm Dan. I'm from the channel, YouTube channel, Ghost Honey Hunter. Um, that's all, yeah. Hey guys, I'm Tejas. I'm the Squibbler. Hey, I am Zoe, and I am from Snitches and Witches. And I am Gita from the Portkey Adventures. Awesome. So before we jump in, I just want to kind of uh, put some awareness out there for some of the fires going on in California. Uh, it's been burning in the Los Angeles area for a few days. I actually have a lot of um, friends and know a lot of coworkers and other people who have been affected by these fires. I'm going to be putting a link in the description today uh, for a place that you can donate or um, get some more information on these fires. Uh, there's been many people who have, there's been some people who have died, unfortunately, and and there's people who have lost their homes, a lot of structures. Movie fans out there, obviously, you know, Harry Potter's a big movie franchise. Um, there have been sets that have been lost and a lot of other animals and stuff like that. So uh, I'm going to be putting in the description uh, where you guys can find out some more information on that today. So um, now that's being said, let's get started. Um, let's talk about Niantic's good and bad. So what has Niantic done really well? Let's start with the. Let's start with the. Let's start with bad. Actually, let's start with bad. We'll get the bad <laughs> stuff out of the way, and then we'll give them some props on the end. Okay. So, what are the bad things that Niantic has done that we hope that they don't do in Wizards Unite? Dan, why don't you start us off on that? Put a giant advert that makes it look amazing. You know, the Pokemon Go advert. The first time they released that, and it had. Like you could see the Pokemon. They were there was trading. There was battling all together. So they had raids, obviously, which they put in, brought in some of that now, a lot of it now, but just straight from the off. And it took a long time for that to come in, didn't it? Yeah, yeah it did. Having full features would be nice at launch. <laughs> that would be much better than waiting a year and a half for trading and <laughs> things. And we still don't have battles in Pokemon Go. So, yeah. I actually did a video recently covering a lot of what I thought that Niantic could potentially mess up for Wizards Unite. But one thing that I forgot to mention was all the connection issues that we still have as a problem whenever Community Day comes around for Asia Pacific. And we also had a lot of connection issues whenever Ingress Prime dropped in both Ingress Prime and Pokemon Go, which was a bit confusing why one would correlate with the other. So I think my biggest thing is hoping that they get better servers, better a better way of handling all of this so that when Wizards Unite drops, it's not a duplicate of the first two weeks of Pokemon Go because it will be something just as big, I'm hoping. <laughs> Now, do you guys think that that actually benefited the franchise because of the press they got for how bad it was? Do you think that actually made more people know about the game and get into it? I don't think I so. Mean, yeah, I mean, there is a way that a PR company could potentially spin it in a positive light, but at the same time, if you're playing an online game, like you want your servers to be functional. Yeah. So there's, there's a way you can spin it, but... I, I actually know some people that said that they were not going to play until they fixed them. And mm -hmm. 
still have yet to pick up the game because you know they they still hear a lot of complaints about what's missing from the game and what's wrong with it so um and then yeah there were a lot of people that just tried and tried and tried and got so frustrated that they just kind of quit but it's but i mean it is possible that there were tons of people that did hear about it and like oh well what is this game let me try it out when whenever it does go back up sure do you guys do you guys have any thoughts on do you think that they'll have that fixed or do you think they'll still have troubles i mean they, um as you mentioned, they had some troubles with that when they dropped Prime for Ingress, which was a new release in the last uh, week or so. Um, do you guys think that they'll have that fixed for Wizards Unite? I think, I think hopefully. Um, oh, okay. Uh, I think um, they might still have those problems for the next few months or so, maybe for the next one year or so, because um, we've had like a lot of community days so far and. We've seen, I think, probably more than half of those times um, because Asia-Pacific goes first and because I live in Asia-Pacific, I have personally experienced the bad server issues and, um, you know, it's it's not improved. And I think recently um, one of the Australian Pokemon Go YouTubers, um, I forgot her name, but she also tweeted about how um, Niantic has not found a fix for these server issues yet. And I think uh, not to mention the um, the first GoFest as well. It was it was quite a disaster yeah. in terms of server issues. But I mean, they did improve in the second one. So it was good. was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. Yeah, yeah. But they had um, one of the problems with they did a, a UK community day in Chester, um, and they again just like that. It wasn't anywhere near Go GoFest, but um, they just didn't take into account the fact that everybody would be sharing the same you know cell towers and there was everybody got there and and nobody could play or you'd be doing raids and you'd get kicked out and disconnected and yeah i'd hope that they'd learn from some of that and then maybe now maybe have been that they've made the game there are things that it makes it harder to fix hopefully now they've had a lot of time when they're starting from fresh it might make it the I don't know coding's better so that it isn't as much of an issue. But just because yeah. of the cell phone towers being such a big issue, there is um, a new cell phone network currently being implemented in key cities throughout the U.S. Um, so, is it a server side issue or is it maybe a cell phone tower issue? Maybe cell networks aren't equipped to handle the data load of thousands of people on one small tower. I think so it's it's both. I think you know when you have such a large group, you know, you go to like a large amusement park like Disneyland, for instance. You know, I'm in LA and we go to Disneyland, and there are so many people there that your cell reception sometimes is poor because of the amount of people surrounding you, also mm -hmm. using similar serv services. But when you have when you're having global issues, then it's mm -hmm. definitely server. So I think they have trouble with both depending on what type of event they're doing and, and what the current uh, landscape of their users are uh, in terms of where they're located and stuff. So it, I think it's, it's both. And uh, it did seem like they figured out the events. I, I don't know. I mean, at least for GoFest, obviously that's their biggest event of 
the year. So I don't know, um, you know, Dan mentioned some of the European community days that they've done and events that they've done. Uh, I don't know if they brought out extra cell, cell phone towers for that. Maybe you can say that, but they did seem to fix uh, large groups of people being on a same net, the same network. So. Mm -hmm. uh, Zoe Two Dots posted something interesting last night on Twitter. She said that Despite the fact that, because um, a lot of people complain that Asia Pacific has network issues because of the sheer amount of people logging on, but she said that India, and uh, Tejas, you can confirm this, she said that India yep. is actually part of the European time zone, there, and they have a much larger population when you account for who's actually playing Pokemon Go, since China doesn't have access. Yeah. So it's not necessarily like the amount of people logging in, but it also couldn't be the cell phone towers because it's like multiple countries and surely somebody would have a good connection, but it was like the whole entire region, it seems yeah. like. So she, she seemed to think it was like some sort of coding bug that they have for that area, which I thought was interesting to think about. So in go, kind of going back to some of the initial things that we were saying that we hope that they um, they don't do with Pokemon Go, and go back to that initial trailer of Pokemon Go, and um, Hanky has said that ultimately their their trailer is is something that he like as a visionary or what he's trying what they're trying to do as a company is is what they're trying to release, but w the negativity that it could bring to a game when you want these features and they, they just aren't there. They're not there. So what could they do in terms of hyping the game up, but also delivering on something realistic to the community? I think it's all about good communication with the community. Like, so you know that a lot of the things they were working on, they could have easily said, this is what we are working on. This is what our plan is for, you know, January this, February this. And, and with that, because I don't mind not having the whole product, I think it, it is better actually for a company and a game to hold some content back. Because if you have regular updates of something different, I think it makes the game better for longer. Uh, so I don't have a problem with that. As long as they're clear and they communicate, I think they'll it will be they can create as big a trailer as they want for it as as much as they want, and then. Just, just say what we where we have at the start, and this yeah. is what we're gonna have later. Sure. That was actually gonna be the next thing I was gonna bring up that they could definitely improve on is their overall communication with their community. And I think a big problem with Pokemon Go is they didn't have a social media manager at the beginning of it. It was somebody else dealing with it, and that's a huge part of your PR is just having somebody just like handle crap on Twitter, so then just put out fires on social media. <laughs> Well, not not to group any type of people in a specific, but um, programmers aren't the most communicative people sometimes. So um, <laughs> it's good that they got someone who is comfortable doing that, and they have improved. I, mean, I don't think they're anywhere close. It's, it's a very good point. Communication is, from Niantic is, I think, one of maybe one of the largest complaints that they've had as a company. And I think they have gotten better, but I think they are also a long way off. What types of communication do you think would be that could be regular that they aren't doing with Pokemon Go right now that you think would enhance the experience for users and, and understanding where the game's at and what the future is? I think um, 
in terms of communication, I mean, sure, there's Twitter, there's, I think, even Facebook for that matter. But um, I think they can seriously improve on the in-game notifications. We have definitely seen improvements in in-game notifications over the last few months. But sometimes when like immediate notifications aren't, um, they, they aren't there. Like for example, the Asia Pacific Community Day have been either extended or postponed to another day. Um, that news was only released on Twitter that it was extended for a couple of more hours. But people playing the game who are not on Twitter, like old people, or for those who are not on social media, they don't know that it has been extended, or you know, like they don't—they're not aware of this situation. So for them, um, it's better to have these notifications in game rather than um, outside of the game. Yeah, that's that's an awesome point. I I agree. Anyone else have a take on that? Email newsletters. Like, <laughs> coming from a blogging standpoint, like, your newsletter is your bread and butter. And, like, if your site goes down, if anything goes, like, Twitter goes down, people aren't on Twitter. You've got people on your email. People can't newsletter. log in. People can't log in. You can just news blast everybody be like, hey, we understand this is a problem. And most people are pretty good about checking their email. I am not one of them. But <laughs> <laughs> most people are pretty good about it. And I don't know. I've I've subscribed, obviously, to the Niantic and the Pokemon Go newsletter. And... It seems somewhat lackluster, uh, especially for a fairly large entertainment company. Um, and finding people who are good at email marketing is difficult because it's a very specialized field. Um, but when you do find one, it's, it's gold. Like they're worth their weight in gold because they can literally dig you out of a grave (laughs) because they're great. Totally. Well, let's um, let's transition to some of the things we like about Niantic. What have they done really well, Dan? Why don't you uh, why don't you let us um, know what you think they could do well, or they what they have done well, and we hope they continue to do well. Yeah, I think they've definitely they've it's been a bit late, but now they have started to listen to the community with a lot of the updates that they have put in, um, and I think going in definitely going forward when wizards unite comes out it looks like they are investing in technology that could make this game way better than pokemon go because i think you know looking at a lot of the ar games that have come out now follow a very similar model to pokemon go and don't have many many actual augmented reality aspects that you know you're going out and you're doing something and interacting with people and visiting new places a lot of them do have kind of aspects which you can just play at home and not as much heavy on the outside bit so i think they definitely have done stuff like that and the community days the fact that they have nests so you have to go to specific areas and maybe travel to different locations um so i can't wait to see what when they bring out hopefully they will implement some of that technology in the right ways keeping in theme with the game Totally. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, particularly going outside, I think that's great. I, I think maybe each of us can make a, our own point on that. But going outside and being active is something that Nantics pushed. And uh, I think that's great for many reasons. Uh, I don't know if anyone else wants to kind of jump in on that one. But that, that is- <laughs> it's definitely helping. You're getting in some kilometers, <laughs> some serious kilometers. <laughs> yeah, I actually tweeted about it today. Um, because of the new feature that Niantic added in Pokemon Go about Adventure Sync, um, where it clocks your distance, um, 
I've actually been since Pokemon Go launched. I have been walking about roughly four or five kilometers every day, um, which was an improvement from before Pokemon Go launched because I was kind of a couch potato. I wasn't like walking around much. But ever since Adventure Sync came out, and then we saw like fifty kilometers is the highest um, where you can get rewards for walking fifty kilometers in a week. Um, today, I actually just finished fifty kilometers in a week, so I was like quite motivated to finish that, which is definitely a very huge. Um, sorry, what did you get for it? 50, 50 oh, probably like um, a ten-kilometer egg and lots of pokeballs and great balls. I'll get it tomorrow morning. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, they... that's definitely a good thing from Niantic's part. Like they're promoting health and fitness, um, even for like wheelchair-based people. It it just um, tracks your uh, the distance you've traveled instead of like just the steps you've taken. Because of course they're wheelchair players as well, so it doesn't rule them out. Absolutely. It actually, for iOS users, it connects with your, and I don't know what there is for Android, but it does connect to your health app, and there are features that will track calories and stuff like that and give you bonuses. So that's something that was really important to Niantic in terms of being healthy and gamers being healthy. Uh, so they're doing a good job with that for sure. I think that they're excelling at that probably more um, than any other game out there. I mean, it, it's uh, pretty unique. It's very unique. And I have an Apple Watch, which is great um, because that connects with health, which connects with Pokemon Go. And then I get I get to hatch eggs while I'm running around chasing the toddlers, which, dude, I need points for that. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a great incentive to like keep my Apple Watch on all day and keep checking the app. And it keeps me engaged and keeps their monthly active users up, which is really cool. So. Yeah, definitely promotes logins. That's that's for sure. Um, and it's nice that it now tracks it when you're not logged in. And it's something that particularly Hanky has said to different media sources that he wants Pokemon Go to be part of your life even when the game is not on. Uh, this is definitely the first step to that. Yeah, there was a keynote that was given at a very small tech conference a while ago. And there... Head of uh, head of marketing, I believe. I don't remember what uh, her particular position was, but she made it very. Uh, she made a point to mention that um, playing the game even while your screen is off. So obviously, that sort of idea has spread through the whole company. So it's a very important point. So you can, that you can keep playing even when your phone's off. So totally. Awesome. Really quick, I'm watching the chat. Mark said that it's Google Fit and it also works with Android or it's um, his LG watch works the same as the Apple Watch with tracking. Awesome. That's great. Thank you for that point. That's that's awesome. Um, yeah, it's it's a super cool feature and it's great that they put that in there. And I think we're going to continue to see features like that. And that's definitely a good point that Niantic has done. What do we um, think that Niantic has planned for the YouTubers? You know, us YouTubers who are out here talking about the game, getting people stoked about it, wanting to play. What do you think that they're going to utilize us in order uh, to do with the game? How are they going to utilize us? Um, that's a really good question. Like, it's really great that the Pokemon Go YouTubers have gone ahead and like done all of this work and stuff. Um, 
and that's something that's really, really incredible. Like they've kind of forged that relationship with Niantic that I think is going to be really important for a lot of us. Um, and then as far as like how they're going to use us, like mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like if anyone's guess. Uh, I like how with the Pokemon Go YouTubers, they are giving them exclusive updates so that all of us have more of an incentive to watch them every month to figure out what those updates are. It would be really cool if we had something similar or if we were even involved in the progression of whatever plot line we're hoping will exist. That would be really cool to be like some included characters within the story that even though we like put ourselves here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. How's everyone's acting? <laughs> Sneak peeks would be good though. Just have kind of a head news ahead of other people, so that it, you can get ready for for making a video about it. Um, and it helps. I remember the days when like Pokemon Go very started. You would watch like you'd be searching what are the new updates because they wouldn't tell you anything about the new updates, and you'd have to learn the speed the speed limit had changed on it. <laughs> from somebody on youtube having tested out every single speed and then seeing this is the speed that you can walk at no longer you can do this so yes yeah, ahead of updates ahead of time would be really helpful i think um maybe you know, just things related to it some things that could help it would be nice if you could like give special things away as a channel in relation to the game that you could only get like exclusive items mm -hmm. through YouTube community or the social media. That would be super yeah. cool. Yeah, definitely. I think they've done um, like during community day events, they've had um, sponsors and stuff like give away um, uh, Pokemon Go Pluses and other Pokemon related um, like items, which is which is also another incentive for mm -hmm. a lot of people to um like gather during these youtuber meetups which helps both the community and the youtubers at the same time so that's that's also another good thing they did that with holly and nick right it was like the first yeah. thousand people got go pluses or something crazy yeah that's awesome i i would assume they're going to come up with some sort of hardware for for um, Words of Your Night, we'll just have to see what they end up creating. Obviously, they're not really a hardware company, but they did figure out how to make the Pokemon uh, Go Plus. So we'll have to see what they come out with for Wizards Unite. What about uh, in terms of travel? Do you think that travel is going to be as big of a deal? Because they have obviously they have regionals in Pokemon Go, but and that makes traveling uh, a little bit of a hot topic in Pokemon Go. Do you think that traveling and what they've done with the YouTuber community in terms of their, uh, what, they call, what is the name of it? The travel something or it was something like, to a squad. Yeah, yes, exactly. So what do you think, what do you guys think about that in relation to Wizards Unite? There are some fantastic beasts that are technically region locked within the canon of the Harry Potter universe. Um, I don't know, I, obviously we don't know much about the game, so I can't really speak to that. So as far as gameplay goes, but I think from a community standpoint, I think it's going to be very important because I mean, all of us have people watching from all over the, all over the world and there are gonna be people who are gonna wanna meet us. So um, I think from a PR standpoint, having pulling us different places is going to be 
a very good boost for their numbers in general. So I think it's probably going to factor. <laughs> to go back to the plot line idea, I could definitely see us needing to travel to specific areas for the plot line. You know, like all of the celebrities recently traveled to Paris just for the premiere of the opening for Fantastic Beasts, since that's where the movie was based. So, you know, and JK Rowling said for the next movie, she wants to introduce a whole entire new continent to the wizarding world. She doesn't want to stay in North America. She doesn't want to stay in Europe. She wants to move somewhere else. So, I mean, if we are going along the same lines and all of our storyline goes around the world, I could see us needing to travel to different countries to keep it going. <laughs> awesome. I think in the books and movies, uh, it wasn't really much mentioned about other wizarding schools, except for like Bo Bettens and Durmstrang, which were both like also European schools, but after the books were released, that's when, when Pottermore came out and then J.K. Rowling expanded the Harry Potter universe. She introduced Ilvermorny and all the other wizarding schools around the world, which gave it a more global kind of um, exposure for the wizarding world. So it kind of, uh, you know, implies that maybe we will definitely have something regional related in Wizards Unite. And also not to mention that um, Niantic themselves have mentioned that Wizards Unite will be something related to Fantastic Beasts. And we know that the, the movies, uh, for the Fantastic Beasts movies, we are exploring other countries as well. Like how Gita just mentioned, um, like Paris and other continents for the future films as well. So we should expect something um, with regards to travel for Wizards Unite. Cool. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's important, and it really goes along with the previous topic of trying to get out of your area, out of the house, but also out of maybe the city you're in, and maybe out of the state or country or province. Um, so maybe out of the world. Yeah, out of the world. <laughs> Mars wizards. <laughs> big farts. Big farts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Awesome, guys. Well, I appreciate all you guys joining um, the show today. It's been an awesome episode. Really appreciate it. Uh, hope everyone out there liked it as well. Appreciate you tuning in. Go ahead and definitely share and subscribe to the channel. We're going to be doing a lot more videos like this uh, with Wizards Unite in Niantic. Uh, so hope you guys, again, enjoyed it. And thank you for joining us. Thanks yes. Yes, exactly. Oh, nice. I got on tonight, too. <laughs> Definitely. We want Wizards Unite. So awesome. All thanks right. for joining us in the chat. Yes. Bye, guys. Yep. Thanks for being live. <laughs>